0: Advice for Ascending is a spiritual podcast designed to aid you on your spiritual journey. This podcast does not replace the mainstream medical system. If you or someone you know are in need of physical or mental help, please consult a trained medical professional. Welcome to Advice for Ascending. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Advice for Ascending. My name is Reverend William Meyer, and my guest this week is Dr. Scott Guerin. Dr. Scott has a PhD in psychology with over 22 years of teaching experience. He's always had an interest in seeking out spiritual knowledge, spiritual books, and learning about spiritual experiences. He's just released a book co-authored with Nicole Bigley of a psychic story titled Looking for Angels, which you can find at lookingforangelsbook.com. Scott has also released two other books in his series titled Angel in Training, which you could find at angelintraining.org. Scott can be found at Instagram or Facebook with his tag at Scott Guerin Author, and his last name is spelled G-U-E-R-I-N. Scott, welcome to the show.
1: Yes, thank you, William. Uh, you know, years ago, we just had a phone number. Like, that's where you reach people. But now, <laughs> you know, it's like a list, <laughs> which is, I guess it's good. <laughs> it's good. But thanks for having me on today
0: oh yeah of course yeah it's just 10 digits you used to have and you had a rolodex
1: (laughs) or contactless
0: yeah now it's now it's you got it's a whole paragraph full of stuff but (laughs) you know it's it's good though because you know the internet is is used for a benefit now uh you got your instagram your facebook page i i actually just saw you had a new video that you posted the spirit wanted you to make this video right it was a short format
1: oh yes yes it was about uh how to survive in 2024 uh, and it was one of those things I call early morning download, where I first get an idea. It's like three in the morning. I get an idea like, OK, and then all of a sudden more and more and more come and I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> this is going to be a while. So I get my phone, I start tapping the notes and the outline and, um, you know, just got a, a video out there about uh, to, uh, re- you know, uh, to reflect, connect and expect. A great things for the year so um yeah it was just out there I'm you know, just doing what I can on on uh, social media I, I I haven't heard that before that is
0: really cool reflect yeah. connect, and expect well Scott I have heard so much about this book that you just put out looking for angels with uh with Nicole you guys have this podcast episode where you read uh listener stories mm, yeah and those stories and your angel book and your other series angels and training it's all about angels tell me what is your fascination and your appreciation of the angels and your connection with them what is that all about
1: well um in my uh, in my other books and it, in it, one's called spiritual journey and the other is called 12 lessons it just it just kind of depicted my spiritual journey through Decades of battling with organized religion, and in my personal growth, and uh, kind of going through that, and then kind of coming to a really dark time, you know, in my life. Even though I was doing everything I need to do in, in my religious, I was a an elder in a Presbyterian church for ten years, and um, it, my life still fell apart. So I was uh, there, and um, and then started just kind of approaching spirituality outside of religion, and that kind of took my life in a different trajectory, you know, really getting into spirit, really getting into the science and also the spiritual aspects of, of uh, connecting with source. And um, I was kind of looking at the next, you know, next thing to write about. And um, uh, the first germ of the idea came from uh, reading an article in the Rolling Stone magazine in 2000 and it was about Carlos Santana, which I was a big fan, Carlos Santana R&B, one of the best guitarists in the world. And he was kind of dormant for a number of years. And then on the radio, I heard him uh, produce a, a, an album called Supernatural. And then I saw the article about him and I started reading it and it starts out with his spiritual Connections, which are very, very strong. You know, he was regularly meditating, regularly um, uh, in groups, and 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 involved with spiritual awakening type things. And part of his story was that um, he was in a um, a mystical you know bookstore, and he he heard a couple, he heard some people in a room off to the side, and he says. You know, what's going on there? I go, oh, they're channeling Metatron. And he goes, Metatron, who's Metatron? And they said, well, he's an archangel. And so he joined the group, and um, he started his connection with Metatron. And so I was fascinated with the word with the the name Metatron. like, what is this like a J.J. Abrams, like you know, a transformer? transformer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,, that's what it sounded like. But no, Metatron is, you know, an ancient archangel, you know that was once a uh, supposedly was once uh, a, a man on earth called Enoch. But, in any case, he was channeling Metatron, and Metatron said, "You are going to be connected with basically the vibration of the planet and produce great things." And which meant he took it as, "I'm going, he's going to do another album." And he hadn't done one in many years. so he he put together this album with Rob Thomas, and, and it was uh, very, very successful. Well, you know, a top 10 or top record, record of the year, Grammys, all that stuff. And um, he said when he won a Grammy, uh, the next day he was channeling with Metatron again. And and uh, Metatron said, we have given you a tremendous experience. Now we want something back. And he was a little trepidatious about that. And so he said, OK. And they said, we want you to tell the world about your abuse. And what he what happened was when he was a child, he was abused almost every other day for two years. And he did not want to share this. But Medichon came back and said, you need to share this because through that, many people will heal. And long story short, that's what happened. Uh, and he shared his story. Many people were were being touched by it. and it happened to coincide. And it may not have been a coincidence, but uh, it came around the time 2000 when the lot the uh, church abuse came out uh, across the world, uh, where the, uh, the the Catholic Church was, the priests were getting away with this and uh, the church was covering up. and that was all coming out in the open. So the timing of his message, to this was just fascinating to me and then certainly the introduction to metatron and um i thought that this has got to be the largest intervention of an angel you know in modern day you know because you read about stories in the bible which i knew very well Um, went to seminary uh, for a few years and you heard about angels' involvement with people and this and that, but nothing like this in modern day. So that kind of got me into thinking about angels, and um, and I was starting to put things together. And I have this in in the book, and I'll I'll do this briefly. But so I, I was at a holistic health fair, which, you know, kind of presenting my other two books, and I had a little sign that said. You know, I'm writing an angel book. uh, You know, a book about angels. If you have any stories, let me know. And um, I was across the aisle from a tarot card reader. And at the end of this two-day event, um, I asked her. I said, "So, what do you think of my booth? You know, I didn't. It wasn't much at all. Just a couple posters and flyers around." And she goes, "Well, you know, it's kind of academic, but you know, it. And if you say you're going to have a, a book on angels, but there's no pictures of angels, there's no." nothing, no figurines any nothing. I said, okay, that's good. And then she goes, oh, and then you need a, um, a female voice as well with your work, you know, that will help. And I said, okay. And she goes, good in an honor way. <laughs> so, so about, uh, around that time, I had been listening to Nicole's, a psychic story podcast, uh, regularly when I go on bike rides, bicycle rides on the, on the road. And, um, I said, you know what? She, she would be really good, but she's probably busy. You know, she's doing all this stuff. But I sent her an email out anyway saying, writing a book, you know, would you be into collaborating? You know, I'm going to do the history and science and psychology part. If you could do modern day angels, that'd be great. Didn't expect anything back. The next day, I get a re- an email from her. And basically, she was kind of meditating and connecting with her spirit team. And they told her that they wanted her to write a book about us, about <laughs> angels. And she said, I'd love to, I, but I've got a full-time job. I've got clients, I've got a podcast. And they said, we'll send someone to help you. So that day was the day that I sent the email to her unbeknownst, you know, unbeknownst to each of us. And so that's when we connected. Um, about the angel book. And it took about about a year, a little less than a year to put together. Um, so that's the kind of the story of how it came to be. I think the lore to me and the reason why I think it's important is because of the shift. Not everybody knows about the shift, but it basically uh, the idea that people are moving away from organized religion but my question is, where do they go? Where are people going? You know, And what about spiritualities? It's still alive and well? Polls and research show that in general, around the world, interest in spirituality is very strong. Um, interest in religion is waning. Um, but interest in psychic services are high. People that consider themselves more spiritual than religious are high. Uh, and again, it kind of begged to me, like, Where are people learning about it? Usually you go to your your church and learn about these things. Um, But where do you go? So that was the other kind of impetus. Like, this is a way to go. You know, um, angels are safer, in a sense, because you don't have the dogma and the religious, you know, weights, you know, putting on people like... Yeah, this is all good and you can be a good person and God can help you, but you have to do this, you have to do that, and you have to do this and and you know, you're only saved if you're, you know, sprinkled as a as a child versus immersed as a child and you know, all these rules and regulations which I was very familiar with. So angels in a sense are a safe place uh to go to to help uh, a person grow spiritually, you know, myself included. And so while people worldwide, the bulk of people believe in angels, what Nicole and I say all the time is interacting with them is a different matter. And that's the new thing uh, for most of the people um, that we touch is that, OK, how to, you know, um, you know, how how do you get control? You know, how do you get in touch with angels? How do you how do you get yourself in a state of doing that? How do you call on them? You know, what are some meditations? So that's that's basically the whole germ of the and where it started and why we felt it was important to put out there and um, continue to to promote. And um, actually, we're starting a book club in uh, March. Free um, book club for um, for those interested. Yep. Yeah, so that's kind of where that was, and that's where I am, and, and it's my personal journey. You know, kind of unfolding discovering and sharing you know with the world that's 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 a lot
0: of uh, incredible information i want to ask though you having grown up in sort of this traditional religious world of you know like you said the dogmas the the rigidness having to connect in only a certain way in a time and a place what is it about this new way of communicating with angels and higher powers that is more applicable to people, that can help benefit the lives of people more? What's the great thing? What can this do for people?
1: Well, the great thing for me, uh, and what I believe is uh, the, the message, is something everybody is familiar with, unconditional love. However, My experience in organized religion, and I went through, I was raised a Lutheran. Then I was firmly in the uh, conservative Christian um, born-again movement for a number of years, and then kind of went out from that to Presbyterian um, uh, church. Um, In my perspective, and there are many people that go and that exhibit differently, but in my perspective, it is. It is not unconditional love. There's always things that you have to do appease, uh, or else. There's an or else factor. You know, and some people go as far as to say they're fear-based religions out there. And uh, not to say there are wonderful, godly, loving people all in there. You know, ministers and uh, lay people all throughout that. You know, and, but in general, that was my rub what with the organized religion is that I never knew what unconditional wo- uh, love was until I got more and more connected with spirit directly um one of the um, one of the big eye opening books for me was um neil donald walsh's uh, conversations with god and he kind of laid it out that way like this is what unconditional love is you know unconditional love the main condi- the main component of unconditional love is no conditions <laughs> you know that you are being loved there's and and for some reason that is what i longed for you know my whole life and um, that's what i experienced so you know to me that is the message that you know you can be uh loved unconditionally through god through spirit now today and have a lively and robust interaction with with God and spirit uh, to help you through the day, you know, through your life, you know, overcome hurts and heal uh, in ways that uh, will just blow your mind. and it's the
0: acceptance that that you have the capacity to make this connection. And it's not a connection in the sense of it's just one cord that goes out to the angels this is a connection that is as deep as you are i don't know if, if that would make sense yes. to you, but it's it's you know it's not just a telephone line that you can pick up only at certain right. times right. it's this this is as deep as you want it yes. to be
1: yes that that it's understanding who and then neil Donald walsh does this all the time you know who you are with a capital w your div- our divine nature, my divine nature. There's no separation between me and God, or and none of us and God. Uh, and any separation that we put up there are man-made. Um, and so that's part of the barrier to drop down, is that to, to accept my divinity, or what a great idea, what, what a great phrase, your divinity. <laughs> <laughs> Someone should um, make a business out of that. <laughs> well, you can almost do it. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, so that was part of the realization is that you know um, that I'm a part of God, not a part from God.
0: So you're speaking about opening up that channel, that communication, it sounds like that's the number one thing is to see that you can communicate, that it doesn't have to be like what the traditional religion has taught us before, which is only priests and only certain holy people can speak to angels can get messages that, that you can talk and you, you can have your own personal, beautiful, close relationship, as close as you want it to be. Right?
1: Yes. Yes. And, uh, Nicole, and I talk about this every now and then that, um, her spirit team tells her every now and then to her, they say, you know what, there's a point once people can, can, can grow and connect to source so fully, that, that they won't need, you know, the guides and angels to help them along the journey. Like, okay, you got it. You're, you're on the journey. You know it. You're connected, um, you know, and need them a little bit less. So, um, yeah, there are certainly helpers along the way um, and, um, you know, profound, you know, because they have access to, you know, to divine source and love and our lives and our background and all that. There are a lot of people that,
0: are just coming into this concept that this is a new thing for them that they can be able to access this communication and this level of being, what are some decent ideas, tips, maybe techniques that you can teach and show to some of these people that are just coming into this world and this concept to maybe make it more accessible, even with just a you know, a small momentary connection throughout your day-to-day, how that can help brighten up their lives.
1: Well, and, you know, getting back to the overall question, you know, that's what I think I, I'm here for in this life is to be the bridge from that because I lived through that as passionately I, I loved and followed God in in my organized religion uh, background. Um, you know, I was, um, I was afraid. I was uh I backed away from anything that wasn't, you know, prescribed by my religious, you know, group, whatever I was in. And so, you know, to venture out, you know, to tip my toe in the water to like, okay, you know, what's going on here? Um, I I believe I can help uh people do that. And so my first and I was just with a friend of mine who I've known sixty years. Was out to dinner with him and his wife last night, and um, he read the book. And I didn't know how he was going to take take it, you know, the Looking for Angels book, because he's a traditional Catholic background. Surprisingly, he was open-minded, which is not his characteristic <laughs> to be. But he was open. He he said, "I get what you're saying." He said, "But I, I get a little afraid." You know, like, what What if I, am I, am I going to open the door to something like that's not going to be good? And uh, I said, you know, you have to, the first, so the first thing that I say here is don't be afraid. Um, it's okay. You know, it's okay to to ask, to see a, your angel, your guardian angel or your spirit team or to uh, get in front of a mirror. Uh, we were talking about this before, scrying. Which is, um, you just have a mirror. It could be a big mirror, small mirror. Uh, put a candle in front of it, and just and just have a pen or, or a pencil, and just kind of write whatever comes to your mind. Write down, and you can get messages through spirit that way. But it's okay. Don't worry about it. It's not nothing bad is going to happen. Uh, that that can't be uh, helped, and that you're you know uh, uh, you know because you're supported. Uh, through God, through your angels. Um, So that's the first thing, you know, it's okay.
0: What sets that apart from some of the old ideas that people seem to have about connecting spirituality and now, why is this okay? Why should I not be afraid? What comes with that connection to the beings of love? What can people do to feel that love and to know that they're safe and that they're protected doing this?
1: Well, to certainly, you know, trust is a big part of that. To trust there is a God, you know, there is source, there is the universe, there is, a, you know, whatever you want to call it, that that is all that is. Uh, and there is nothing that can overcome that. Um, so that's the main reason why you don't have to be afraid to, to venture out, um to go to a medium you know to go to uh to have a, you know have a psychic do a, a reading on you to read a book about you know how to increase your in, intuition um because you may have had um you know experiences in the past that you've just brushed off because you know it doesn't you know it does my church doesn't teach this so it must be wrong, or you know, whatever. I'm not going to bring it up because I'll get kicked out, or you know, whatever. But um, so trust is is a good part of that to to center in on um, uh, as a as a second step. You know, to to realize that it's safe, safe. It's okay to try to trust that the that the God that you know that you're connected to, the source, is in fact um, there for you. Um, to be to understand who you are in connection with them um, and and just go with that and and you may not know what is going to happen you may not know what experiences you're going to uh, experience when you open up your mind and your heart uh, meditation quieting the mind you know put the phone down you know don't uh, turn on the news in the morning to get your get <laughs> to get in a sour mood for the rest of the day, um, but to open your heart, your mind, quiet your mind, um, and then uh, trust that that uh, spirit will move through you and bring you t- to the spot that you're ready for. You know, um, that's the one thing that Nicole always said. Always says like, just ask and ask that they they bring you along slowly so that you don't get overwhelmed, and um, I think that's a good way to look at it.
0: Now that's a very personal concept you're talking about your own personal connection, spirit mm-hmm. guiding you in a way that suits where you're at. How is that more powerful than going out and seeking someone else? Some like another medium, another intuitive, and having spirit channel through them.
1: Well, you may need help um, from others who have developed in their uh, skills and their uh, uh, their talents and you know their spiritual skills. Uh, You might need them um, for a while to just help you every now and then to do that, especially as you are developing your own. intuitive, uh, abilities and sensitivities. Um, so, you know, in the beginning I would say you might need to rely on other people and resources until, and I tell you, I haven't talked to anyone about this, but that's where I am right now. I'm at an unfolding stage where I'm having experiences that are incredible. Um, and, things that i've never thought of before are happening to me i thought like oh well somebody you know some psychic on tv that they can do that but not me but now i'm 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 experiencing things and then i'm and i'm realizing that it can happen like everyone says we all have psychic abilities uh in, in in us and they just need to be developed so um you know, for a while you need some help, just like riding a bike, you know, you need training wheels for a while. And then after a while, you don't need them. You know, that's kind of my perspective on that. Uh, and it's great to have people like yourself or like Nicole that I've worked with very closely um, to kind of help, you know, help me along the way uh, to kind of uh, be a, a backboard, you know, to what um, what's been happening and, you know, s- spiritual support. And um, and then that's how it all happens, you know? hmm
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. And, you know, some people might need that help to not only make them feel comfortable with what's being channeled through, uh, you know, being becoming comfortable and open to the idea of, of those angels speaking through people. You know, you might need that to get past that wall. Um, but the important thing to sort of emphasize is that, Even though you're getting that information through another person, through another channel, at the end of the day, the most powerful thing really is you getting Mm. your own personalized guidance, wisdom for every moment in your spiritual journey. You can get that now through Mm. yourself from the spirits of light and love that are around you,
1: Mm. Yes.
0: And just maintaining that concept, even as you're going through other people, just know that- you know even though i'm still learning and growing and seeking out other people and other channels for this i know that i i have that and then i can and do have that ability
1: yeah and there and there might be uh, i mean i felt you know uh, some intimidation you know like wow you no know, i can't you know i i i just am amazed that some people uh, you, you know like yourselves like nicole and others like that's incredible. Like, I'll never get, you know, I, I, I'll i never get there, you know, I and mean, some of my first thoughts. Um, so there is a, some intimidation. But, you know, like everything else, you know, um, you, you know, there's people that have uh, are progressing further along some paths than you. And there's others that you can help along, you know, like in, in the same sense, I say, I look at people and I say, wow, that's incredible, you know, their connections and what they can do. Uh, but at the same time, like talking with my friend who is you know, considering the idea that maybe um he he has a spirit team. That was the discussion last night. like I don't I didn't know I had a spirit team like, well, I didn't either. a year ago, I didn't. <laughs> and I just went through an incredible experience a few months a few weeks ago that you know, if I said that to myself a year ago, I was like you're you're crazy, you know, but um. So I'm helping people along, other people helping me along, you know, that's, that's the, uh, part of the process, I think.
0: Yeah. And everyone's at their own stage. Yes. Right? It's, it's, yeah. it's so incredible because my, my, my dad kind of just went through a similar experience to your friend. you know, maybe a year and a half ago, a year ago when, you know, I was, I was unfolding as you are right now, kind of expanding into all of my gifts, remembering who I am and what I'm here to do. My dad was the skeptic. You know, he mm. would he would say, you know, the only things that are real are really science and, mm. and all, all. You know, what a lot of people tend to believe right now. And as I continued on my spiritual journey, and he saw that it wasn't just a phase for me that this is real. That you know, from me learning and being okay, being comfortable with all of the things that I'm experiencing. And knowing that it's from a place of love, that he became comfortable with the idea of it through me. Mm. And that caused him to sort of undergo a perspective shift, Mm. which caused him to quit his job of over a decade, which he loathed. He was commuting, I think, three hours each way from Long Island into New York City by car. He developed severe nerve pain in his right leg from, you know, the gas pedal, the brake pedal back and forth on, on the parkway traffic. And you know, he's getting a little, uh, I think he's fifty uh, 59, 60. I'm sorry if you're listening, dad, if I'm getting your age wrong, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he became okay with the idea that I am protected, that I am safe, that really he became okay with the idea of changing his life so that his happiness and his love was the number one priority, rather mm-hmm. than appeasing a system, appeasing yeah. job. Um, also, he he was he was held down to that job and that uh, you know he had great benefits, and he was using that as a fear mindset mm-hmm. to care for his family
1: yeah
0: yeah you know he he was always fearful of well if he quit um you know myself my wife my two kids uh Mm. how are they going to get health insurance and Mm. and benefits and and how will I provide for the the house and food and everything and that's that's all coming from that fear mindset and I tell you the second he quit his job he gave no no notice he just walked in one day and he was like that was it (laughs)
1: Everyone's you know, he, dream. He, everyone's yeah, dream yeah. to do that, <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, but he had done, he had done the research beforehand, you yeah, know, even yeah. though that, that idea was mm. sort of like the, the, okay. Like, all right, this is what I'm going to do this. That was his download that he received from spirit. Mm. Spirit told him this, it, this is time. And so he was like, okay. And then he went on his way to do the research, make sure that, okay, the accounts are looking good. The finances are mm. good. We'll be good. Mm. He went in that day, he quit, and he said to me, it was one of the best days of his life <laughs> because he was no longer chained down by that, by mm. all the fear and the you know, the worry and the anxiety of, of having to do certain things and bear this awful job with awful situation to be able to provide.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: Ever since he quit his job, not only has he been happy, but things have fell into place for him like they never like Mm. like we would have never imagined so for him it was the trust like you said earlier
1: yeah yeah you got to just trust yeah Yeah.
0: because because of the the i'm going to use the word download that you know quit it's okay to quit your job that was that was the download that that Mm. he got that things will work out you know and he trusted that
1: yeah and you were a big part of that and you like he said you you know he looked at your life so you you were a key component in that uh process
0: yeah which hear. which which is what you're saying before you know sometimes the external folks around you sometimes they're that extra push to be allowed to, to allow you to be okay with that right
1: yes yes yeah um, but
0: ever ever since he quit his job he got a part-time job at uh the hardware store which mm-hmm. he, he's having a great time yeah, at he loves yeah, talking yeah. to people it's close to the house oh, um yeah he works in the electrical department there and man he he has a side business that he's continuing to grow he, he's happy as a clam
1: and you know what that does to your health you know physical health emotional health life expectancy you know everything you know the, and able to share love you know around his loved ones it all's positive yeah yeah and
0: so I, I share that story because that's sort of my uh, one of the shining examples of of people around me about what this trust and yes. this knowingness can do. But it doesn't have to be as grandiose as that, you mm-hmm. know, because that, obviously that's a huge change in someone's life. But one of my questions before was how can this connection and this trust and this knowingness that you have a personal connection to angels and like you said to source like what are some of the other little day-to-day things that can just make make each day just that much brighter
1: well one thing is um i i say in actually in the book i say that you know people say how do i start with this and and i, I suggest the first thing is to notice things you know notice things that are happening around you like um you, you know, may start noticing like, you know, when you look at a clock, you know, are there repeated numbers? You know, that's always a big sign. Um, you know, did, uh, you know, was that butterfly that was, you know, buzz, you know, flapping around your head, like, you know, don't just wave it off. Like, well, man just go with that. Like, what are you trying to teach me? You know, just put it out there and see, like, maybe there's something that spirit is trying to get your attention with or any coincidence. You know, thinking about someone and they call. um, uh, You know, you thinking about someone and you call them, and you find out they're in a really you know hard time, and they they just appreciated your call. So just kind of being aware of coincidences and signs around you. the big thing, uh, you know, we did an international research of um, 800 people. Not not huge, but we asked them um, if one if they believed in angels, and um, if those who said uh, no were kind of scanned out of the of uh, the uh, survey, and then 75 um, percent of them, 600, said yes. And then when the next question was, have you had an angel encounter? And then 36% of them said yes. And then we asked, well, what kind? And we had a list of about 12 things. And the the top one was having dreams. That's another thing to uh, keep in mind. That if you're trying to open up your mind and heart to the spirit world, Is keep track of your dreams. And those vivid dreams that are different than other dreams, very important, very profound sign that could be coming through. Um those urges that say, like, stop, don't go down that road, or don't go here, don't go there, like, listen to them, uh, because that could be a way that uh source is, you know, guiding you. And then repeated numbers and coincidences, those types of things. Um, so those are the little things that we could do, is just by being aware, you know, during the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, you mentioned
0: signs right the, the the angel numbers people call them 11 11 12 12 mm. there's so many different numbers one of the things that I've discovered in my journey and one of my most important things was trying to differentiate what's coming from spirit and what's coming from the monkey mind the ego right mm. that always is the loudest and the first to respond and it's funny because spirits, talks to you in a very gentle loving way right there's mm. I, I i like to call it a, a signature like an energy signature like if you if you see the the angel number and suddenly you're over you have like this little feeling of peace or calmness or happiness or joy right that's that's kind of how i like to think about these signs and and how i experience them but that's That's sort of one of the keys, right? Is differentiating whether this sign that I got, whether that's you know just really some random occurrence, or whether it's from spirit, from angels, right?
1: Yeah, and I think that's where the importance of um, meditation, quieting your mind, having a kind of a sacred space, as people say, in your house, a, a place for you to get away, you know, and you know, for people with families and little kids it's always tough to do that Uh, but somehow some way if you can take uh some time to quiet mind that that is one uh one place that you can start um observing your thoughts and and um feeling your emotions observing them kind of quieting everything kind of mellows out in those times for i would say everybody um and then that's when you can start deciphering like what what feels you know what feels uh that it's coming from me and what's coming from outside of me. I mean that that that's the one thing that just came to me now when you said that was that once you quiet your mind you can start you know hearing things differently. I guess would be a way to put it.
0: Editor's note one of the best ways that I've personally found of going into meditation, is how Eckhart Tolle teaches about going through the body, feeling the energy of the body, and sitting in that and being aware. Awareness is what I've found is really the key to meditation, because the mind has its own state, which is very chaotic and disjointed, which is very different from your pure awareness. That's the state of being, that Eckhart Tolle and a lot of people talk about. Meditation, to me, is really about shifting and going into that place of being and awareness. And feeling the energy of the body is really a great way, uh, a great portal into that. You can just sit down in a comfortable chair, uh, make sure that you're not going to fall asleep, and start by feeling the chi, the, the energy In your body, you know, you can start at maybe your heart center or in different parts of your body, maybe if there's one area that is easier than another. And feel that vibration, feel that aliveness in your body, feel that it responds to your awareness and your attention, feel how it lights up, and light that up throughout your entire body with your awareness. And once you've done that, then shift just the state of awareness, not focusing on any one thing in particular, but you're just being. Back to the show,
1: and then it's just a matter of trust and knowing. You know, uh, we on the podcast, we you know, we hear you know people call in with their their stories, and then some people say like, "Well, I ask I ask God for a sign, uh, you know, for you know a rabbit to show up if you know I'm supposed to go on a trip or something like that," and next thing you know. You know, she walks out and on her deck, which you know hardly any animal could you know you know jump up on. You know, there's a rabbit on her deck. You know, and then they'll go a little bit later in the day, like, well, no, I need a I need a signier sign. You <laughs> know, <It's> like <laughs> like we just gave you a sign. You know, now you want another sign. Um, But again, coming back to the trust, um, and it's a deep personal emotional feeling to say. I know, I know that this is real. Um, and trusting in that and going with it.
0: So, coming from that background of a traditional religion, how did you kind of go through that process of, well, I can only talk to priests who can talk to angels? How did you get from that place to this current journey you're on of trusting your own connection and developing your own intuitive and psychic abilities?
1: Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I think, well, those of you who remember, you know, the born again uh, movement um, that was in, primarily in the US, and they spoke about a personal relationship with Jesus. You know, that was the, for me, that was the lure, you know, that, wow, we can have a personal relationship with Jesus. And um, that, and I, so I tried with all my heart to, have that connection and the groups that I were in wanted people to have a specific like experience. you know like you could say, well, were you you know born again? Well um, um, I want to be well what happens? Well you get you have this you know vision, you have a voice, you have something and that confirms that you are in fact a Christian. And uh, I tried so hard to kind of manufacture those like, you know, um, I want it so bad. And then um, uh, one night, I think um, I kind of got that. I I just wanted, oh, God, please help me have the experience so I can go and tell my friends at church that I'm now a born again Christian. And so one night I had kind of a a mystical, uh, peaceful experience of like everything's going to be okay but it was very much a um, a general kind of feeling of peace and I took that as the validation um and then um you know and then everything was great you know like oh yay Scott's a Christian now and you know went on my way and and then for me personally um again there's lots of people that are loving you know you know in that a conservative Christian, viewpoint, uh, loving, caring, godly people. Absolutely. But, uh, w- where I was coming from, I kind of got like the criteria and kind of ran with that. Like, you have to be this in order to be saved. And I went and told all my friends, like, Hey, <laughs> I, you know, I would go up like, Hey, guess what? You know, if we're both going to die, I told my best friends, this, if we're both if we're all gonna die tonight, I'm the only one going to heaven. like what do you think of that? <laughs> they were they were very upset. they were very upset at that. Um, but I started realizing how um, that mind frame uh, uh, was uh, was very restrictive, obviously. and certainly not not unconditional love. You know, so that is uh, where I started getting like I knew I wanted a connection more than what I had, like going to church and singing the hymns, which were lovely, you know, and and wonderful and spiritual. But just how to take that and, you know, move that into my life uh, on a day to day basis um, uh, in terms of within the religions that I was in. Uh, it, it didn't happen, you know, that that uh, that connection wasn't fostered. It was more back to the you do this, you go to church every you know, week, you say these prayers, you do these hymns. And then that wasn't that wasn't doing it for me. So um, I'm not doing it for me like I was a consumer, but it wasn't it wasn't uh, fulfilling the deep uh, spiritual need that I had from when I was a teenager. So until that all went away, then then I said, okay, now uh, my life collapsed. uh, I'm done with religion. I'm going to start my own uh, path. And then that's when I started delving into, okay, well, what are people talking about when they say um, they have a connection with God or what Neil Donald Walsh says? There's no separation between me and God. Like, what the heck? What does that mean? And so um, I asked and read and prayed and and you know that's where my my um my path took me in little baby steps because that's the only way I could handle it um to say yes you know i do i get it now that there i am loved unconditionally by god and once i got that that's when my world started opening up my spiritual world uh because there was nothing holding me back there's nothing holding me saying you're no good you know because you're a sinner, you know, born a sinner and you know have to, you have to do these things. So once I got that that I didn't need that uh need to rectify my sinful nature that because I'm part of God, because I uh and um there, there's no need for forgiveness. When you do that. And these are these are uh um, are obviously, you know, very strong um you know in terms of the people who are in those religions that's that's not what they teach but that's what i had to go through and i hope this isn't too controversial um but you asked me so i'm saying
0: <laughs> well it's 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 all about a journey of inner discovery yes right? your your main driver for this was to gain a deeper understanding that you said you felt since you were a teenager and this understanding that you've developed is you mentioned unconditional love a few times, right? Like that's, would you say that that's the main thing that you wanted to set your sights on yes. to, to find and discover and to learn? Absolutely. Right?
1: Yeah. And then in, in our um, listener stories, um, every now and then we'll get a story about someone who, you know, they're going about their day, maybe whatever. It could be during the day and at night. But they get a a angel interaction, and all it is is like a you know it might be a some you know blurry figure, it might be just an orb, whatever it is. But that the presence of that angelic uh, being changed their lives, and it was only, it's only like for a, a few minutes. And what they say is that they just experienced unconditional, un you know incredible love from God that they never experienced before. And it changes their lives just in something as dramatic as that. So I've been kind of getting pieces of that uh, along the way, since I started my spiritual journey, uh, aside from my religious journey, I was kind of looking for them. I got little breadcrumbs, maybe, you know, going to church and the here and there, but uh, to be uh, fully walking in that uh, took me, you uh, you know, in a different path away from religion, and I certainly don't mean to offend anyone that is, you know, holding close uh, to their religious beliefs. And um, but at the same time, my experience was different, or what I took from it was very me- mechanistic and uh, judgmental, and so I had to move away from that to find you know what what connection, what true love is, unconditional love. What's what uh, who I am uh who i'm a part of you know in a sense being a source uh and feeling that and knowing that deep down inside that's the that's the kicker
0: yeah well you you said something very interesting that i want to go back on which is these stories that a lot of people have about these could be angels could be you know divine spirits divine energies unconditional love they have an experience that changes their entire lives and how that kind of reframes their perspective on something Mm. it it challenges their concepts and their ideas that they've held most oftenly for their entire lives and these are ideas that directly contradict what the church teaches why do you think people aren't experiencing that in churches
1: I think the the one biggest thing, you know, con- you know, unconditional love, but then, you know, the along with that is I'm enough, you know, uh, that I'm okay, you know, that I'm loved for who I am um, in, and then some people call them fear-based religions. And there, there are, Religious groups and, you know, subgroups within organized religions that, you know, are pretty hard on that. You know, you you have to do this, you know, to in order to be loved, in order to be in, you know, in order to be saved, whatever it may be. So um, you have that, um, you know, or else type of thing. Um, but but that feeling of uh, of being um, being, you know, of who I am, you know, is the biggest thing. And so. Um, understand and i couldn't find that in organized religion
0: yeah and and that was really the main driver for you you mm. knew there was something greater
1: yes well I had, a, I had a compulsion i couldn't stop um you know even though i was uh, you know not you know even though people were coming after me saying like no know, you're, you're telling me you know and i was kind of you know, forward with it. I'm like, you have to do this, or you're gonna go in hell, you're gonna go to hell. And here are all the verses and here's why you're wrong. And um and then finally I kind of heard myself like, man, that doesn't sound too good. <laughs> it's supposed to be um the way it is. But um you yeah, know certainly seeking, you know, spirit understanding who you are is probably the biggest thing uh, for people to do. And once you do that then then many, many things change.
0: Can you share a little bit about your understanding
1: about who you are well um once one time i have a little wall you know maybe four or five uh you know four foot wide um book book um bookshelves in my in one room in my house and my mom who was the, you know, she was uh, the, you know, the uh, one taking us to church all the time. She's the one uh, that brought us into the, well, you know, kind of supported the Born Again movement and, you know, got us, got at least me and my brother into it. And um, and then I moved out of it and she was very, it was not, she was not happy with the whole thing. She was concerned, you know, where I was going, I was leaving the the church or the ideas of what she, you know, thought was true. And she was looking at my bookshelf and I had, you know, things like, you know, Ram Das and, and Deepak Chopra and Neil Donald Walsh and these people. And she goes, God, I, I just think you're going to go to hell. And I'm <laughs> like, and she wasn't angry. She was kind of concerned and, you know, not she wasn't crying. she was just like, I kind of think you are. I'm like, No, mom, I'm not. I'm not. And she goes, well, how are you going to get to God? How are you going to go? I'm a part of God, mom. Because well, what do you mean? I go. I'm a part of God. It's like um, somebody said once. It's like God uh, to understand and experience itself in many different ways. Exploded um, itself into trillions of pieces of mirrors, you know, and that each mirror reflects a part of God, you know, back to back to it and into everything. And that uh, I'm a, I'm one of those splinters of mirrors, you know. That I'm ref- I'm a part of God that's uh, projecting, you know, the love and the the uh, connection to source that that once was, you know, and now is kind of spread throughout uh, the universe.
0: And would you say that recognizing that peace in you is is really what we're all striving for?
1: Yes. Yes. Um, you know, a lot of people say, you know, the the God-shaped hole in our heart. You know, that uh, in in our lives that we all have a a yearning um, uh, to get back to the reconnect, especially in this physical world. Um, uh, that that we are disconnected in a way. You know, to learn. You know, that's like um, you know, get into some more complex ideas of the, the you know, is, you know, if I'm part of God, then how come I don't remember everything? Well, you know, then you have the, the self-imposed uh, forgetting because um, we want to learn, you know, like, you know, if someone wants to experience, I want to experience what it is like to have no food. Well, you can't just decide not to eat and then you have a whole refrigerator, you know, that you're just not getting, you know, if you decided to, to lock or whatever, you can't experience Starvation, you know, like that. What you have to do is put yourself in a spot where there's no access to food. That's the only way you're going to experience that uh, that thing. So, in a sense, in our lives here, um, we've forgotten many of the things that who we are, so that we can uh, learn them in a very rich and real way.
0: Mm-hmm. And now the concept of who you are it's it's almost a misnomer Ru- Rumi says uh you're the ocean in a drop and a drop mm. in the ocean right mm. so can, can you remember maybe there's a one critical moment that comes up where you accepted in your mind that this is really who you are that you know everything else that i was told before uh all the fear-based things even if they weren't necessarily speaking words of fear, uh, you know, as long as there's the hell, there's, a, there's fear. Mm. Um, do you remember a particular moment or maybe that general feeling of when you finally accepted, even, in, even for a small portion, that that was really who you are?
1: Yeah, I mean, that was it for me, was um, uh, Conversations with God, book one. You know, he kind of lays it out there, his journey, you know, and how he came to connect with God and automatic writing and and kind of put it out there very black and white, you know, about that uh, there is no, you know, that everybody, everybody has their versions of the Bible, you know, whatever organized groups you are in, what, you know, whatever uh, religion you're in, you know, and then there's subgroups and subgroups and then it's all how you interpret uh, those scriptures, how people say, you know, well, my interpretation, my interpretation is correct. Yours isn't blah, blah, blah. And then um, then he got to the point where he said there is no separation between you and God like that. That was it. That's towards the end of the book. And um, and so he kind of led up um, the kind of my my programming and then said, no, that that's not it. This is it. And then that just rang true. You know, I could have read it another time, another time, you know, another place. I, I kind of doubt it, but uh, it was for me in my spiritual journey that that uh, those words uh, were deemed to wake me up. And that's when it happened. And what, what,
0: what did that really feel like for you? Like you, you, you came from a place of, of, uh, understanding something else to now this, what, you, you say that rang true for you. Like, what, what, what was that really like?
1: Well, it was lots of crying, <laughs> you know, Like, but I am good enough. You know, I am, and I felt that and, and maybe that, you know, and I felt embraced, you know, and at the time I didn't feel like something was embracing me, but I felt like my eyes were open. You know, I felt like I got it now. Um, you know, and then I, and then the feeling, the feeling part, Now, that's probably you know the divine inter- intervention or um, you know angelic intervention. I don't know, but something came over me and confirmed, like this thought you're having. That's it. That's what you've been wanting to, wanting for so long, um, and now it's here. Yeah, you know? and it's
0: that feeling of love, unconditional love, yeah. acceptance.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's really what we all want, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. And we, and we so many times cut ourselves off and, uh, and do things to, to disconnect, to put conditions and all this stuff, you know. And I sometimes say, think that, you know, okay, you know, angels are good, they're safe, and people will migrate to that. And, and like, yes, yes, we get it. And then, like, well, you know, Probably human nature will kick in at some point and say, "Well, we believe in angels, but we believe angels have wings and can fly, and you don't think pe- you know angels can fly?" <laughs> and we'll probably subdivide that. You know, I hope not, but <laughs> but that's human nature. You know, um,
0: only these angels can talk to me, and then those angels are for you. I can't talk to them. <laughs> right.
1: Right. <laughs> Like, my angels are better than yours. <laughs> well, Michael's the only named archangel in the scriptures, so he's the best, you know. Yeah, he's, yeah. But, um, but, but
0: unconditional. You, you said it before, there are no conditions. I, I think that that concept, if we can expand that out, right, unconditional means you can have this now, it's whether or not you accept it, Right.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, there's conditions, every, you know, every step of the way, every moment of the day, you know, especially in the working world. I mean, you have to do your job to get paid, you you know, you know, and it might this might reflect my own bias and history of uh, family. You know, there was a lot of conditional love in my family. So um, I didn't experience a lot of the unconditional things. But um, so that might be me. But um, to to really grasp the idea that I I am enough. There's nothing wrong with me. Um, I'm okay as it is. And I have a divine nature that is equal to every person on the planet, you know, human being I'm equal to them. um, And uh, you know, because I'm a part of God, you know? Um, So just having that freedom, um, You know, just there's so many conditions we put on ourselves, you know, to be a good parent, to be a good, um, you know, spouse, to be a good neighbor, to be a good community member. Like there's always comparisons going on. Certainly the Internet, you know, compounds that with the right thing to do and how you should do this in the best way and this and that. Um, So, again, going back to the unconditional love to be yourself and to be loved and um To itself, to love yourself, uh, who you are, um, as who you are, is a huge, huge thing. And once you do that, then everything kind of goes away. You know, I found, you know, your anger, your fear. Um, And so, and I, you know, sometimes I get caught up. Obviously, I don't walk the day by, you know, in perfect, you know, uh, (laughs) uh, peace and tranquility, there are things that I, you know, step into and gets me kind of pulled away from that. But um, at least I know where I can go and know when I need to go to get back and center myself um, in spirit, you know, through mainly through meditation, through music for me, it's a big thing, getting away, getting quiet. um, I can kind of, uh reconnect and then realize my you know realize kind of what's what the deal is you know i'm i'm a part of this whole thing i'm seeing life roll out in front of me the news all this stuff is rolling out um and there's something bigger than all that that i'm a part of that can give me peace uh in the midst of the storm Mm
0: -hmm. and you can really pull that in at any time right it's just it's just sort of, uh, like you were saying earlier, the, the human the human being wants to impose conditions. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. even if we're outside of traditional religion, now we're in spirituality, but I can only meditate at a certain time. I can only connect to my angels at a certain time. That's, that's a continuation of the conditional aspect of it, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Somebody once said, um, you know, we can meditate and have tremendous experiences, but at some point in the day, you need to eat dinner. It's like, we have, you know, we have, uh, we have to survive and keep our bodies filled and, and uh, go about things. So um, um, yeah, it's a matter of keeping in as much as possible.
0: Yeah. And, and it's funny because the, the, the more that you do it, the easier it gets. Yes. It's, it's, it's like the, the more that you accept that this is who you are, it just flows so much easier throughout your day throughout your life because if if you only segregate it and restrict it to a certain area of your life mm. then it's almost like you're denying a portion of that belief that that you are that yeah. so if if you just allow it to flow throughout even the parts of you, of your life that you never even expected like your relationship uh, you know a hobby or two your job your your, your uh, Saturday evening hangouts with the boys, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, if, if you allow that love and it's, you know, you don't have to speak that it's God, you don't even have to tell people that you're experiencing this, that you have this love, just let it flow, let it be you, right? Just walk into a room and know that you have that connection and you can access it at any time, that love, that peace, Free of anxiety, and doesn't that sound like the way that we're meant to live? Yeah,
1: yeah. And the one thing that sets that you know, feeling off, and, and you probably heard of this, um, each morning, you know, before you before you start your day, uh, before you kind of leave wherever you're sleeping, go to a mirror and look into it and say, "I love you. How can I help you today?" To you know, staring at your eyes, um, and, I've, and when I do that, sometimes I do. I I don't do that every day, but when you do it, it kind of sets the tone for the day. Um, mm. And I don't know if there's something mystical in there or spiritual. Probably is because it has to do with mirror. You know, with like looking at mirrors and things. You seem like to be
0: really good with mirrors.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I'm in the mirrors now, but but, but that kind of sets. Yeah, you know, if you do something to set the day. Um, is big, is, is a bigger thing. And, and so nowadays, um, like I don't watch the news, you know, I used to go down, watch the news, like, Oh, there's nothing good in the news, you know, very eight, 90% of bad stuff was happening in the news. And so why start the day that way, you know, start it another way.
0: Yeah. And yeah, that doesn't have to be a mirror or or anything. It's it's right, whatever right. whatever works yeah. for you. Like right, right. Like like for me, well, I always start my day. I just got to use the bathroom first, you know, take a drink of water, and then once once my bodily requirements are set, then mm-hmm. I sit down and and I do my meditation. I do my prayers and everything, and that's that's what works for me. Mm-hmm. You know, what works for someone else, someone might just wake up and. You know, maybe they just have a Post-it or something right next to their bedside, and then they see that, and that gets them in the state. You know, it's really whatever works for you. You know, the feeling and the knowing that you're aiming for. Everyone, everyone talks about. Everyone can conceptualize what that is. If you felt it before, you know what you're aiming for. But Mm -hmm. just find whatever works for you to get in that state. The you know, the soonest you can after you wake up. You know, before you look at your phone. Just get yourself in that state. And then you, you said something earlier about being aware, you know, be, be aware of when your mind starts to drift away from that, because, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you're at the point in your journey where that's not fully accepted as part of you, then, you know, you have to be aware. You have mm-hmm. to be vigilant of yes. what's going on in your headspace, right?
1: Yeah. And then, you know, you helped me with something. I don't even know if you remember saying this uh, early on. You know, a few months ago, um, I was saying, well, you know, I'd like to, uh, I think you asked me, do I I have a special time of meditation? And I was like, I'm not, you know, for something like that, I'm very, I'm a pretty disciplined person. But something like meditation, I just couldn't do like a certain day, you know, a certain time every day because I wouldn't feel it. And then I'd be just like doing it because I'm supposed to be meditating from, you know, 7.30 to 8.00 and then you said was brilliant you just said follow the feeling that you want like so don't look at it as a discipline but but follow the feeling like i want to have the feeling i get when i'm in a, a great meditation session with writing and and you know uh music or candles whatever it is that's what you follow and then then all of a sudden the discipline that work kind of falls away because like I can't wait to get to this or like today, I'm like I got to get up here in my office, you know, 45 minutes ahead of time, because I wanted to have a little time of quiet and, and writing and, um, and quiet time because I love it, you know? So that that's a great, I, for me, that was a great thing.
0: Oh, well, thank you. I, that, yeah. that means a lot, and no but, charge, no charge for them. Yeah, <laughs> 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 but it's, it's ex, it goes back to expectations expectations of this is the, this is the time this is what i'm supposed to experience during meditation mm. it, it, expectations is the human mind trying to control mm, something that yeah, cannot yeah. be controlled right right it's a very yeah. free flowing experience which needs to unfold however it tells you to mm. however it, it really yes. ex- experiences itself yep. um like for example you, you said when you're like listening to music or something you know, y- you might have experienced some, some time in your life where you're just going throughout your day, right? Maybe you're driving home from work or something, and a song comes on the radio, mm. and something about that song just makes you drop into a space of like, could be could be the deepest emotions, you know, maybe that helps you heal something that you were holding on to, or it makes you feel some sort of love, or or just something that can't be explained. And You're dropped into that space without ever asking for it you didn't expect that it would come on your drive home you're worried about all the errands that you have to run but you know that's that's really the the nature of this it flows Mm. it goes to where it's needed the most
1: Mm. right yeah yeah and it goes back again to the trust thing the trust like you know you go with it you know if you um you know, have a sense like, oh, I need to do this or I need to, you know, pull over to the side of the road, you know, for the song to end or this time to end before I get home to the chaos, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. then you just do it, you know, because, um, uh, it's, it's where you need to be.
0: Yeah. That's kind of how, um, how spirit flows, right? It's, Mm -hmm. you know, when, when are you the most open to it? Right. When are you, when are your walls, The at their at their least defensive Mm -hmm. the walls that you build up to you know hide yourself away and to protect yourself from from these evils and whatnot that you think are there in the world it's when will this have the most powerful impact on you Mm -hmm. when will it really ring
1: an important point though too is that it's not all passive uh in the sense that um, what i've learned over the last year is that you know, our guardian angels, we've contracted with them to intervene with us without our permission, you know, like just to help guide us, you know, obviously intervene in crisis situations and this and that. But other angels, like our archangels and other spirit team members, um, are waiting for us to ask, like they won't interact in our lives. I don't know if you're on that camp, but that is the one thing I learned. Uh, as was presented to me, that that's why you need to have time to ask and say, "This is what I need in my life right now." As well as the passive experiences, as you know, it's a combination, and it's not all passive. I can't just sit back and wait for me to be put into things to grow. Um, I can ask, um, and some some angels won't do anything until you do. Would well, you agree with that, or?
0: yeah it's it's free will right i mean Mm. that's that's saying that you you are the captain of your own spiritual Mm. journey that you know the uh the the guy controlling the sails and the ropes can't tell the captain which way to steer the ship The captain is the the only person that can say this is where we're headed and if you decide in your life that you know you want to try things out without any guidance then you know you could do that Mm. but you know, you might find that there's a better way of doing things. You know, there's there's a greater knowing, a greater guidance, a greater wisdom at our disposal through our spirit guides and our spirit team and the beings of light and love that wish to help us.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lately I've been thinking that it's important to vocalize, like phys- like with your you know voice, say, Archangel Michael, help me with this thing that I'm doing writing. You know, it's communication. communication. Um, uh, you know, spirit team helped me in this, like out loud, say it. um And that's what I've been doing lately as, as far as, you know, in certain situations that I can um and I feel need to, I ask for their, their help that way specifically.
0: Yeah. Well, you, you know why that works is because you're putting more energy, more will, more intention into the action of asking for help. Mm. If, if you just, run that thought through in the back of your head and don't pay much attention to it like mm, uh yes, just yes.
1: you know help me somehow <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah it's it clarifies the intention right exactly you know yeah but
0: um but yeah you you're just opening yourself up for for the help as as open as you can make yourself you know you you think about the miracles that happen in people's lives the, the transformative miracles sometimes those miracles only happen because that's the only option left for someone is to ask Mm, and pray God for help. Right. That's, uh, you know, it's sometimes you have to get to that state in order for you to truly be open because you have these preconceptions and these thoughts of, well, you know, there's, there's something else that could work. You know, I really don't have Mm -hmm. to ask for help. Mm -hmm. You know, if that, if that's what you choose to keep believing in, then, you know, you're not putting all of your, uh, eggs in that basket of of letting spirit work with you and through you so that's what it comes down to is how much of that um belief and trust are you putting into spirit yeah
1: going back to trust
0: well is there anything else you'd like to add i have uh one message that you'd like to spread to the world but before i get to that is there any other burning things that you wanted to uh speak out
1: well, no, I pretty much shared every aspect of my life that there is. So <laughs> it's all out there. Uh, so I hope that we're, whoever hears these words of mine, you know, as a reaction re- result of my sharing my life, I the only thing I can do is share what I've learned and I hope that uh, it may help you along your way wherever you are. Mm-hmm.
0: Shared everything but your social security number. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I, I think your your last message here um, encapsulates a lot of what we talked about today, maybe unintentionally, but that's the funny thing about how spirit works sometimes. We came into this recording and we, we spoke about it right before we started. We said, you know, we're not sure where it's going, where the conversation goes. We had some things that we talked about beforehand that, you know, we touched on a little bit, but we didn't discuss. We didn't say, okay, these are the topics. We just mm-hmm. let it flow. Mm-hmm and your message is for everyone listening for everyone in the world the most important task in your life is to understand capital w who who you really
1: are mm. yes who you are capital w um, that's it i mean if you can get a handle on that you know you find out you're enough you're loved without condition they're eternal, connected. And then with all that, you can help others to bring them to new heights beyond belief. What a
0: fantastic message. Scott, thank you so much. Again, Scott can be found uh, his new book, Looking for Angels co authored with Nicole Bigley of It's Psychic Story. His other books, he has a series, Angel in Training Books, Angelintraining.org. Instagram at Scott Garen author G-U-E-R-I-N and Facebook Angel in Training Series or just his name, Scott Guerin. Scott, very much pleasure to have you here. It was a great conversation. Thank you so much. I will uh I'll be speaking with you soon.
1: All right. Thank you so much, William, and uh take care.
0: Thank you for listening to Advice for Ascending. You can find William at his website www.yourdivinity.org, which includes information about him, one-on-one sessions, events, a contact form, and more.